0: And Welcome to Why a Podcast, a podcast where you the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to Google. I'm Laser, the string boy. I don't know. Ellery. <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm Beauty. I'm Grace. Continue.
1: <laughs> I'm Matthew, the stringy boy. Yeah, stringy boy. Oh, stringy. Don't pull me, please.
0: And I'm Key on the G string. Oh, no. No, wait. Hey, <laughs> hey, I don't know. Hold on then a second. Let's just jump right in. All right, no. Only oh, other string related thing. How are my guys doing today? It, it's <laughs> the
1: only other string. I like that he put a fucking pole in the sand on that. He's like, there are no other strings that I, exist. I dare
2: you, come up with another
0: string related thing. You're literally gonna
1: you. come up with one later in
2: the podcast, Keon.
0: Well, we literally God, have later. three topics that are related to strings that are none of the things we just said. Th- there you go. Well you can tell where my brain's at, though. Well, I mean, I guess we gave away the topic, but to answer your question, laser, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um I'm okay. I'm tired. Uh I've worked a lot and haven't had a day off yet. Wait, I'm
0: sorry. Do you think our topic is some sort of secret until we say what it is in the beginning?
1: To the audience, yeah. Obviously, we've never revealed the topic. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because they don't fucking read our episode titles. They don't.
1: Oh, yeah. They don't, guys. I mean why would they Thank that's you. true
0: sorry i'm so sorry i'm so wrong Please yeah get continue. the fuck off the podcast i'm sorry uh, all right I'll, I'll leave all right I'm cool
1: sorry. Keon. so let's have this Go, podcast good. together as Do-do-do-do.
0: just
2: ourselves um how are you doing so let's just talk about film stuff no oh christ never mind i'm back see you listeners and yeah i'm i'm doing pretty good uh had my parents over for the weekend and we hung out and it's really nice so it's been pretty good around
0: here how about you laser oh me laser who, who, yes lol lo, you who, who me uh i've been working a ton of overtime Ooh, <laughs> just fun. like so yeah like so much overtime and um i uh I went to the Ren Fair yesterday, right? I totally Ooh, just, like, nice. the name for it slipped my mind. I'm like, the Medieval Fest. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the uh, Renaissance Fair yesterday and uh, was there for, like, seven and a half hours, which is Holy a shit. very long time to be at a Renaissance Festival. Oh, um, yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, I, uh, I I had a wonderful time. It was really awesome. But, but you're I, exhausted. Uh, nice. <laughs> with all the overtime and all the, the Ren time, I'm a sleepy boy. And we're recording earlier in the day than usual. This is
1: true. We are recording during the literally only amount of time
0: that we have to record. (laughs) I don't, I don't, yeah, true. I don't think this is the earliest we've recorded, but I think it's close. (sighs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, we're getting
0: there. We recorded early in the day when we were still doing in-person sessions. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was
1: maybe... Barely early. Like nine. I, I, I don't think it was much earlier I don't even
0: here. think it I think we recorded like ten. Anyway, by the way, the time stamp no, we right now it's recorded at a, like
2: five A. M. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the t- yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that one time when we woke up at three in the morning and then we hung out for no time and recorded at three <laughs> yeah. fifteen. So
0: for a timestamp right now before we continue this boring conversation, is uh it is currently almost ten fifteen AM. That is correct. So there you go. Have that That's knowledge. Early so boys. if
1: you're listening at ten fifteen, congrats. It's basically the same.
0: Yeah, really.
2: Yeah, you can listen to it in real time mm-hmm. as it happened. But just you, you know, know how we do those sections where delayed. we're like, "It is," and then this o'clock. Yeah, that's every week that's we like do the main it. Like staple of the work. episode. Yeah. So you can.
0: I thought it would just be nice to timestamp ourselves. This is this is getting a bit much. Let's jump right in. Thank we're going to be asking one why question each. The others will guess the answers, and then we'll let you know why. And uh, who would like to begin?
1: Matthew. I mean, we. Oh, all right. I was gonna say, I, I guess we didn't discuss, but it's been a minute since I went first, and I know that Keon after last week wants to interrupt me a couple times. So, hey, uh, hey Matt, you should go. You should, <laughs> you should go <laughs> hey, first. Matt,
0: fucking do your talk. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, I have I have a question for for you guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, ask it. Well, it's a ask it. Oh, it's a two part question. Ask your uh, question. My Matt. first part is, uh, why is string cheese so interesting?
0: How dare you ask me that? Okay. How dare you? After what I've been through. You know through, his mother was a string cheese. After what I've been through, after what I have was? done, after what these hands have wrought, you your mom dare ask me dead, why string cheese is interesting. No, my mother isn't but dead. He said she was she a string cheese. She was pulled cheese. apart by a giant. Isn't that dead? Is that... No, <laughs> no, because she still lives on in spirit through the hearts and minds of all giant haters around. Everyone, join my cause. Join me as I seek to take down this giant that has been steadily decapitating oh and my God. away. The world. Can
2: you hear the oh people, sing, people
0: sing? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that
1: be, can you hear the people's string?
0: Hey. Oh, buddy. It. Okay, this so so that's why. Um, Can you guys answer my question that you me for? String cheese is interesting laser because there's <laughs> string cheese is interesting because. Hey, I'm um, fucking talking. String cheese is interesting because there is a an evil giant out there it's who's treating people as such. Yeah, to your
1: to your own
0: story. Yeah, do th- you gonna say that was technically true? To your own story, <laughs> I'm gonna
2: say in world correct. <laughs> Next, next answerer, please.
0: In the canon of why a podcast? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, for me, uh, string string cheese is just so interesting because, uh, like, I. I've gone around If you guys have seen My documentary uh, String Cheese Why it's interesting I mean it's it's pretty great Go watch it on Netflix Hulu, Amazon That's what you named uh, it? Roku um, Yeah yeah Which show A little weird You would pick that name For your topic I think it's a little but, uh, weird you, That ah, after I talked to you About this four years ago You chose that Hey hey, Matt Whoever came up With the idea It's not a huge deal Just someone executed on it And made an award winning film So let's just let's, let's dwell on that part So uh, when I did This documentary film uh, I interviewed a lot of people With String Cheese And they all kept skirting around the idea of like why it was interesting how it was made it was really interesting because like in the documentary I couldn't come up with an actual uh, definition because nobody everyone was skirting the issue until I, I pulled back I pulled back that curtain I looked past the Komodo and I and I found that there is an enormous monster that is uh, just creating all of this st- string cheese, like spindling it out like a giant spider, huh. and um, it's it, it's absolutely terrifying. Go watch the documentary. It's like a it's a some H.P. Lovecraft style horror. Mm-hmm. And um, now was I mean, the spider? I've, I've never the been the same.
0: ever in the throat of someone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. Why? By the way, I just watched uh, Love, Death and, Monst- and and Robots, and like a <laughs> bunch of death the imagery Monsters. from that damn thing is stuck in my brain. All right, so I also now that we've talked
1: about things that I don't know about, let's jump into my topic. Am I right?
2: Yeah. Nobody yes, said yes. anything. I, said, I, I mean, I don't. Right? Yes. The thing is, I
0: don't want to. But for our podcast to continue, you have to. I wanted to go down the rabbit hole and describe this weird fucking documentary I just spawned out of my brain. I mean,
1: why don't you do that and actually make the documentary? You lazy son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: Sorry, just I've never heard Kian called lazy. I know lazy. He's the least lazy person in the world, and I call him lazy. <laughs> it was just such a ridiculous concept to me. That's why All it's right. funny, though. That's why All it's right.
2: funny. But my parents literally just gave me a lecture about like, please. Call Calm the fuck down.
0: Please take care of yourself. <laughs> oh,
2: that's so funny. It's pretty
1: fair. You, I mean, you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. All right, Matt. Give us your guts. So I got a couple things I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about the real quick parts up top because I thought this was hilarious when I chose string cheese as my topic. I did not expect to find this much information on string cheese. Oh, really? Number yep. one. Yes, number one, it, it it is contested, and I mean contested heavily, as to where and how String Cheese originated and who created it. Mm-hmm. And when I say contested heavily, I mean... When you say heavily. Heavily. I mean, there's multiple countries of origin claiming to be first. There's literally continents. We got Central Europe, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, North America. We got Mexico. I mean, you know, technically North America. Uh, I should say the United States, Mexico are fighting over it everyone's saying they had some sort of origin of string cheese a long time ago and then the modern birth of it mm. supposedly was in the late 1900s but then all of these folk tales in history is saying that it started as early as like the late 18th right and it's it, so what happened basically is when what fed it on to give a base history for people who want to know about string cheese uh, which is everyone obviously so what happened is uh Mm -hmm. after uh people were coming back from the war from being in italy and they were like man i want this pizza Uh you know and so in america cheese became more popular especially for making pizza and cheese snacks and things like that and so all of a sudden people were like man i wish i could eat individual cheese snacks Mm -hmm. so then we had like some things where it's like oh they're cubes you know or "Oh, you can slice it off of like a big block but people were like, "Man, I'd really love something I t- could take on the go, individual sized." And so, string cheese, or at least the modern version of it, mm. was born. Yeah,
2: charcuterie for babies—crazy! Now it's it, all right. Oh no, that's sorry. That's a lunchable. <sighs> Lunchables are charcuterie for babies. Thank you, Jesus Christ. My first charcuterie. Yeah.
1: You're trying to get us, like, fucking sued. I'm like, Jesus no, Christ. No, I'm
2: just, I'm throwing my, okay, I haven't really been able to give my brother some good content by listening to this show, and he loves charcuterie, so I thought I would just, like, sli- slide it in, and then he'll be like, oh, cool, you guys talked about it later. Now I have to call, like, I have to put a lampshade on it just because we we... Hold it out. So, um, mm-hmm. cut this out. All right, cool.
1: I'll cut it out. <laughs> I'll fucking cut the whole thing. I'll cut you out. I'll cut you out of the whole fucking. I'm gonna take your whole voice track. We're gonna be laughing. It'd be pretty at actually,
0: yeah, the, these just voice tracks. He's gonna fucking you cut know, you. He's <laughs> just gonna cut me. <laughs> That's so weird. Matt will fucking cut you. I won't do
1: it. I like. Keon Don't too fuck much. with Matt. Also, what would happen to the to world? The power of... of the internet. What would happen to the world if Keon stopped working so hard? You know, everything would fall apart.
2: Probably, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty I'm true. The, uh, who is that Atlas holding the world up? Yeah. Better not try. That's you, and Atlas Shrugged,
1: and Ram, Mm -hmm. and other stuff. And Ram? (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) Uh, But the funniest thing I found... Uh, looking up string cheese when i just googled string cheese because you know sometimes you got to start mm. with just your topic google mm. um and i was like what the fuck is this string cheese incident and so i thought the th- string cheese incident was like an actual incident <laughs> like an a, something that occurred in history or something mm. that somehow involved string cheese that would be absolutely ridiculous but you know real and a thing and instead what i found out is it's the name of a band that's been around since the early 90s, <laughs> aka was established in 1993. And when I say String Cheese Incident, what do you think? I think of?
2: of they might be giants just like wearing wigs and pretending to be a different band. Okay,
1: okay, laser. You're just
2: not even listening. Okay, cool. That's good to know.
0: Sorry, I was just fantasizing about some string oh. cheese. Yeah,
2: holy shit, I'm getting hungry. I, I got to tell I you. I was just
0: thinking about, <laughs> sorry, I uh, uh, did I say fantasizing about string cheese? I meant I was having a, a traumatic recollection of my mother being <laughs> killed by a giant.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, it's a little off-brand of you to be thinking fondly of string
0: Don't cheese. Don't try and represent my brand, Matt. My brand. My mom's dead. Bye-bye. My uncle died in the Great Duncan Bell Fire, and we said something happened to my dad too. I don't. I, I don't
2: recall what happened to your father, but I do. Your remember family's it. been through some harrowing experiences on this podcast. I
0: only. I. I live in fear of everything because so many unexpected things have killed my family. But
1: particularly food-related unexpected things, apparently.
0: Well, we keep talking about food, so I blame it's, us.
1: You know what? I think we killed your parents and uncle. Anyway, I, so what I want to say. I think we is killed my parents. <laughs> this mm-hmm. band is, in fact, a straight-up band, man. It's not like it's not something crazy. They just named themselves the String Cheese Incident, which, by the way, is the genius move of the century to name yourself the String Cheese Incident. Mm-hmm. And so they're an American band. And weirdly enough, they have a ridiculous number of genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, they classified their music as bluegrass sounds as well as what the fuck? rock, electronica, calypso, Country, funk, jazz, Latin, progressive rock, reggae, and occasional psychedelia. So,
2: so like, bad. They make bad music. I
1: mean, I listen to some of the music, though, and it's, like, actually pretty cool. So, I got to tell you, maybe that's why they called themselves the String Cheese Incident. Because they took a bunch of stuff, and they strung it together, and somehow, you enjoy it. Yeah,
0: you just have to peel off the layers, Keon, and you get down to the... The core of what they are. Yeah. They, they
2: should have called themselves the Onion Incident or the Ogre Incident. You know what? Those Listen,
1: Those were copyrighted. Anyway, so <laughs> so that's that. I thought it, they were pretty cool. And I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on them. But, of course, look them up if you want more information. They're about to go on tour again, which is kind of crazy. Um, we should
2: make a parody band called The Shrek Incident.
1: We got it. It's done. We did it.
2: Yay. Hey. Good job,
0: guys. Hey, we our new album's
1: it. out on Spoodify.
0: <laughs> yeah, <and> Sp- <laughs> Our first album's out on Spotify. Um, we should start calling Spoonia- Sp-
1: Spotify Spooty. That'd be so stupid. Spooty and, and the Blowfish. Spooty and the Blowfish. More like splooty and All right, so this blowfish. Is... Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and continue to talk about the actual string cheese. And I said, why is string cheese inter- interesting? Well, number one, there's the controversy on where it started. And um, in North America, or at the very least in the Midwest, supposedly Brian Baker was the first to introduce it. He's up in Wisconsin. I've had baker cheese. Baker cheese is fantastic. When I visited Wisconsin, I thought it was Dopealicious. And their
2: string cheese nope, is amazing. Nope,
0: nope, Stop. <sighs> Dope Yeah. Yeah. You got to answer to that. What does that mean? You have to answer. You have this to answer. This is your brand
2: now, Matt. This is the brand you've created for yourself. Are you happy? You have
0: to answer to the crime of you saying the fucking word dope I say dope-alicious
1: Jesus on Christ. the regs,
2: bruh. Oh, my God. Do you hear yourself? Listen, do you hear what no, you've become? Uh, no,
0: no, 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 no. I, I can't fall in for that because I say that He really does, and he's stupid, but, and he's questioning But I me. do not fucking say dope-alicious. This is an intervention. <laughs> End the episode. Oh, my
1: God. And we're back Matt. after the intervention. So the secret life of string cheese is what I wanted to talk about. So two things. My nose
0: is bleeding. Matt, why did you fight back so hard during the intervention?
1: Uh, <laughs> my right. nose
0: is still bleeding. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to pass out.
1: And <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Keon, kids, you get any of that? You got, you get, <laughs> no, can, you, can you fill me in? I'm freaking
2: out. <laughs> beeped, uh, Keon, the audience can himself. hear him. Uh, the audience can totally hear him. We cannot. I hear, I have no idea what he just said. And he sounds Keon, like he's cursing me. It's like me. the internet's pulling him apart. Yeah. Uh, Zoop, bop, uh, beep boop, bop.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's
2: terrifying. <laughs> anyway,
1: so I'm going to talk about string cheese that is dope-alicious. Anyway, uh. so string cheese being dope-alicious. Uh, has several contested creators. I could get more into that. Uh, what what were you calling it? Rabbit hole, Keon, uh-huh. to use a real word that people say. Uh, you, a real phrase as opposed to dopelicious. But
0: yeah, um, uh, but that that <laughs> rabbit hole. So. <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole other than to tell you, look it up, Brian Baker's story is really interesting, and Wisconsin cheese is really interesting, and if you're obsessed with cheese, you will love it. Uh, you can check out the article they did on The Secret Life of String Cheese on The Atlantic, that's where I got some of my information. But mostly, I'm going to be talking about why is string cheese interesting, because of the way that it's created. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that it's created through a series of chemicals that help make it stringy, but in fact, it it's actually done in the process of the way they make the cheese into the tubes, so See, to speak. a lot of or, people
0: don't know that string cheese can't be created or destroyed. It's actually true, so when you eat <laughs> it's it, it's a
1: constant. When you eat it, it, it actually mm-hmm. comes out as recreated string cheese. That's actually how as it's... other tiny strings, yeah.
0: The grossest shit you said in your life,
2: and that's where string theory comes from. Everything's made of these tiny string cheese strings. Yeah,
1: and we don't. We only know about eighty-five percent of the string cheese universe. So the other fifteen
2: DNA made from string cheese. I, we were born from string cheese, and we shall die from string cheese. So I would like to string. just
1: finish my topic because God, this has gone on too long. I would like to say I'm going to make it shorter for our listening audience. Basically, string cheese is not made with chemicals. The only thing that is, you know, depending on the brand, uh, using chemicals is just to make the shelf life longer. And so, when it was first created, hmm. that was everyone's big worry: is like you have this big package, it could spoil quickly, you know, because cheese spoils within, you know, a hmm. week, two weeks, depending, especially back then. Um, mm-hmm. And so, the only thing they're really using chemicals for is to to keep it preserved in the fridge. The actual process of making string cheese is when they melt down, and it only works with mozzarella. So everyone else try and like the Cheddar Jack or whatever, those are just string snacks. That's, that's an important thing to remember. They're not really string cheese. They won't string for you. Huh. Even the ones that have like mozzarella with something else. If you notice and you pull it apart, it's not actually stringing the other cheese, the mozzarella will string, mm-hmm. but the other cheese was kind of created in a pattern to be sh- like shoved into it, pressed in. What the and fuck? so the mozzarella will string, but the other thing is just cut in a very particular way. That's crazy. Holy shit. It's crazy. But anyway, so if you wanted to make it yourself, you actually could. I mean, and you'd you know, you'd probably mess it up, let's be honest. But but if if Dang. you wanted to, uh fucking
0: no confidence in me, huh? Well yeah, I'm
1: not talking to the listening audience. I'm, talk- I'm talking specifically to <laughs> you. This is about I me. can't cook, so well since your, since your mom died from Matt? string cheese. I, I'm Matt sorry, so we
0: would talk about this on the other. I'm time. really sorry. I
1: didn't mean to bring it up a fifth time, but <laughs> so if you want to make it, uh, the, the thing that makes it string cheese is when you're manufacturing the cheese, the proteins in the cheese, when it's heated up, start to align. So when mozzarella is heated to about 60 degrees Celsius, you could use your, uh, your temperature temperature calculator on that one so 60 degrees celsius and then stretched the milk proteins line up so if you were to do that at home you could actually try to create your own string cheese Mm -hmm. because after you do that all you have to do is peel from the strips so what usually happens for manufacturing purposes is that it's heated up to that temperature to make it stringy then it's pushed through to be shaped into these long ropes Mm. or it's um, shaped into these long ropes as they're aligning the proteins at that temperature and then what they'll do is they actually will pull the string cheese, used to be by hand, hmm. to make it a line more to be stringy. And then all they do is cut it down to size. Oh, shit. It's crazy, right? And then technically your string cheese is ready. But after that, most companies, especially early on, would put it in a salt brine.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: Yeah, they'd put it in a salt brine to get the t-
0: Jesus Christ, my voice is fucked. Then put it in a salt brine to keep that uh keep that good old salty flavor. He's on the verge of tears. He just Matt's mother was killed by a brine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, was, I didn't mean to bring this up all of our mothers were killed leave, in
2: this process
1: i was gonna leave this part yeah. out um of the story of string cheese because i love it and i try to get over it but um my mom who listens to this podcast to this day was actually killed uh 25 years ago by a salt brine incident uh currently on tour you can listen to the music on spotify uh saltbrineincident.com <laughs> salt <Bryan incident. laughs> um, but unfortunately what, what can you do Uh, But yeah, that's the the process. I rebounded quickly from that sadness, didn't I? Look at me realistic. Uh, (laughs) I I would like to say it's... (laughs) Well,
0: you know, obla di obla (laughs) da.
1: it's a pretty simple process to make string cheese though i might try it at home i'm probably gonna mess it up let's be honest professionals do this i would definitely recommend watching a tutorial or something but it's really cool to know how that snack that i've been having since i was like five maybe younger was created and i love stringing it up i love the different types of string cheese my last very last part of the topic is just to tell you that people have been debating what the best string cheese is for like ever and there have been i think A fun tidbit would be to tell you there were eight to nine articles on which string cheese is best and best for the price. Hmm. Personally, Hmm. if I'm eating like... On the keto diet, I'm getting like Sargento light string cheese because it's the most yeah. like good texture to me, and it's light, so I don't feel as bad for eating more of the cheese. Mm-hmm. But if I'm eating for like straight ta- taste, like Galbani string cheese is the bomb.com.
0: So um, I just gotta say, honestly, sponsored by Galbani. Starbucks is string cheese. This? Wait, what? Starbucks they have a string cheese that you can get from like uh, where you can buy the food. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh. oh, fuck, that sounds really good. Okay, yeah just just that's it well anyway this is boring hey keon (laughs) um
2: (laughs) my uh so we're moving on to my stuff yeah no we're just gonna we just wanted to say
1: keon and see how you handled it you scrambled pretty poorly. i was just
2: saying that i was gonna say that like for (laughs) the way that you described the process does that mean that if they didn't cut them into little pieces that you could just have one really 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 long string cheese that you could just like pull apart for ages and ages
1: can i tell you something yeah no. yeah as long as it was preserved well yeah you could you would need a really oh, big package fuck but yeah.
2: fuck yeah you could No, i need well, to buy a string I mean, cheese factory. none of
0: us have to worry about having a very large package and that
1: brings us to keon's topic where he talks <laughs> so about guys,
2: his thing uh-huh, my question to you is why was the first string instrument created uh. Um,
0: oh. Okay. This is clear. Um. So, uh, string instruments didn't exist until Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they went. Listen. This show is immaculate humor. It's a show about nothing, uh, off described. <laughs> it, it is the epitome of humor. We have to create something on the same level as this to, you know, further accentuate the humor. We have to okay, make something befitting of Seinfeld. And that is when the bass guitar was made and uh for the <laughs> slap bass in
1: seinfeld
0: <laughs> <laughs> no keep going matt <laughs> 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 keep
1: that was going. the end that's the end of the jingle i can't no no keep oh, okay, going I'm matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry okay yes end
0: holy fuck, Keon, please.
1: (laughs) No, Matt, Matt, tell me yours. (laughs) All right. Uh, Fuck, I got so distracted by laser's answer, I forgot what the question was, but I think I got it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first string instrument was invented uh, in 200 million uh, thousand BC. Um, It was created by God. Pretty close. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. actually what caused the Big Bang, he um he was, you know, fucking around with some friends and he's like, you know, all this drumming, it's not really, it's not doing it for me anymore. We need something a little more fun. We need something a little more plingy, a little more strucky. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He used adjectives like that. He said, I need a Dopealicious instrument. Mm-hmm. And so he created God, the first string <laughs> instrument. And ironically, right after he created it, the power of his first magical strum is what caused the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was created
2: So we are all the products of good rock? Uh, For those about to rock, we salute you. We salute you. Yeah, I'm
0: actually the product of Fraggle Rock. (laughs) Fuck off. You can leave.
2: (laughs) Get off this podcast, you piece of shit. So, my friend, First um, dope-alicious, now this. How dare you? (laughs) I'm going to give you some history of the first string instrument. So in uh, 13,000 B.C., uh, it was found in the uh, Trois Frères uh, cave in France where they found a lot of different... uh, prehistoric artifact it's the they found.
0: three brothers cake. yes
2: you know basic french good for you thank you let's all clap for a second oh, hold on let's, let's clap. fuck you
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs>
2: no
1: i'm leaving <laughs> i'm leaving this in i hope i, I hope you know this
0: <laughs> no, i, I just, want you to keep I'm, in i want I'm, you to keep, I'm, fuck I'm taking you. a moment
2: to to yeah to, to take a step back and like view the situation and be like wow that was just shitty like that was a mean i thing loved for it me to i do. thought it was really good uh, i yeah, love
0: yeah. it yeah. yeah fuck you to so, offer yeah, yeah. <laughs> means three
2: brothers thank you uh laser um so yeah. in the yeah so yeah uh, so so, uh, aging back to 1300 <laughs> BC, they found in the Twafer Caves a bunch of artifacts. And amongst them, they actually found a uh, some paintings of what looked like a hunting bow with one string mm. that was used for potentially music. And so uh, that was the first time that the, anybody had found anything remotely relating to music or even uh, hunting that had to do with... Uh, like okay. prehistoric ancestry to 13,000 BC. Fast forward mm-hmm. to uh, 12 uh, 1200 to 3000 BC. And in Greece, they started making what were called the lyre or uh, lyra, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. it comes from the Greek word uh, lura, which legitimately i love this cuz it's one word and the, the quote unquote definition is string instrument with sound with a soundboard made of tortoise shell <laughs> the way i first read that was a string instrument that looks like a tortoise shell like i the way i was reading it is like this is a lot of information packed in about one fucking word that has to do with like the uh, what is that called again the the, the History of words what was that etymology, Ep- etymology, etymology. I was like, that's pretty loaded <laughs> for a fucking the word of epitome Laura. Of mm-hmm. etymology, he says. It's been a while. I totally forgot the fucking word. No, it's uh, fine. Yeah, so it's just funny because it's like one of the pillars of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the bedrock from which we built this church. uh So the first one that was ever made, the uh, of the lira, Laura, those things, <laughs> is uh, was made in. Uh, 2,500 B.C., and uh, the first one was made with a tortoise shell, so, I mean, on brand, since it was a soundboard with a tortoise shell, Uh, and it had some tuning pegs, uh, bones, ivory, uh, either made of bones, ivory, wood, or bronze, so as the ages went on, they updated it for the different materials they were using, so bones and ivory, then to wood, then to bronze, and apparently the way that it's described looks pretty close to what you might think of as a loot. Uh, it, just a stringed instrument with a big old body, mm-hmm. and uh, the way that it would be played is that you would hold it to your body, and then you would pluck the strings, and uh, you would create the sound. But it also apparently had a bow, just like a violin or a cello. So the way that I and with that you can play uh, chords and other things like that. Apparently, it was mentioned in the uh, epic tale Beowulf, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. the thing that I love about this instrument is that it is apparently just like the grandfather of all other instruments. If this was a fucking family tree, it would be at the very, (laughs) very bottom because you could apparently play it. And I assume it sounded terrible. You could apparently play it like a cello, like a violin, like a guitar, like a lute, like any string instrument you can kind of think of. Mm -hmm. It was the original like precursor that's like, Oh, you could, it's all here, bro, dude. It's like, oops, all instruments. It's all fucking here in the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucking love it. Very unbreakable. I, yeah, that's my I love that so, I like that I like that mm-hmm. So uh, with this instrument It was uh, I love found I love
1: Keon's Like I want the listener To go back And listen to all the episodes And listen to the number of times That Keon got interrupted For about one second Went Mm-hmm Dismissively And then continued to stop
2: I have to When I edit my episodes Like I have to the, I have to like Take that out I'm like wow That's some condescending shit So I <laughs>
1: it's So good I love leaving it in so, it, so like the listener knows That you weren't just like Oh thanks for interrupting me like by trying to contribute you're like mm-hmm, I'm continuing yeah because
2: I don't even like it's give great. you any it's more ammo it. it's like I literally even take a beat to be like mm-hmm. that's my favorite part now let's move on <laughs> go fuck <punch> yourself <laughs> <laughs> there's no yes ending there it's just no fuck you it's good <laughs> I like that new brand I love it oh, so um, yeah and the last thing I want to say is that this uh, instrument led to all those other instruments kind of transformed over time into the lute and then the guitar as we know it today and the thing that's interesting to me about like everything that I read, I read on uh, softschools.com and scopemag.com and then on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. but all of them kind of point to the fact that in the 1300, uh, 1300 BC, the first string instrument was just made by some bored yokels having a hunting bow and then kind of plucking it as if it was a music. And then um, there are versions of like the uh, quote unquote earliest uh, musical instruments that like don't really have a name, but they were basically you take a string on a bow and then you uh, pull the different uh, you, you hold taut different sections of the string and then pluck those kind of the way that if you're playing a guitar, you hold down different frets and then that makes different notes. So like the earliest thing was really just like one string doing that, and then they evolved that into the lyre, which had four different strings and were all plucked, just like kind of how a bass guitar is or a uh, lute. Hmm. So why the first uh, string instrument? Because some bored yokel was playing with their bow uh, back in 1300 BC. So that's
0: what they called it back then. Huh? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like the sex monster, throw. the hormone
2: monster, just like just creeped up on the podcast, playing with your bully.
0: No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Like I'll it. go back to my normal voice. Please do. My normal voice.
1: Hey, guys. How's it oh, going? Oh. It
0: oh, God. It's only slightly better. Right, wow. So guys. That is so rude. <laughs> hey, guys. I'll allow you to do your hey, topic laser. anywhere, Laser. What, what? Why are kids just hanging on the playground Playing around with the hands and the string and stuff. What
1: are you doing a what, Bill what, Cosby are, bit? What the? It's like why half why are, Bill Cosby. No,
0: I'm not. Bill Cosby's illegal. He's canceled for um, sure. He's definitely <laughs> canceled. <laughs> he's thoroughly canceled. You he can't even press An entire
2: person to be illegal. Yeah. He's he's, nope. he's in a jail, but he's illegal. Just oof. Oops all ooops. So oof, why yeah. are
0: kids why are kids on the playground playing with the hands and string?
1: Kid <laughs> kid. <Keon>, oops, he's <laughs> illegal. That's a good that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, there you go.
0: Why are kids on the playground? <laughs> just hanging around, just playing with their string. That
1: was a better tone of voice. I like that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Keon, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, kids. So as we all know, like it, it's hard for uh, parents to put their to to really control their kids in general. And so whenever you send your kid to a playground, you want to make sure they're safe. And so what they do is they make this like spider's web of uh, different like harnesses. They harness up their kids, and they have a string that goes from their kid all the way back to the parent. And then, as the kids go play, they start to like weave and like create these intricate patterns as they go around and get tangled up in these harnesses and strings, and basically are are stuck there. They're stuck there for uh, for weeks. Wow! And as they try to un yeah, as they try to untangle this, that's what summer's about. That's why summer had to be so long, is that they found that when they first had these harnesses, the
1: string is so long.
2: Exactly. They it it took forever to get the first kid out. It took. 2 months and then for the, the for that amount or like 3 months for that amount they're like well i mean we got to give we got to give those parents time to get them unwoven from all these play, uh, playgrounds so that's why summer's that long. That's why we got strings on playgrounds.
1: Thank you so much. Like I always wonder. I think that. I
2: just had a stroke. I uh, don't. I always on this fucking podcast. I I swear, <laughs> like I go into a fugue state, and then my mouth <laughs> just moves, and my the rest of my body is catatonic. One eight hundred. I think I just had a stroke. Always
1: stroking. Anyway, uh, I'll go ahead and do my <laughs> Oh no, I'll be doing my topic next, uh, That's good shit. which is the answer to your topic. Stay tuned. Um, I would like to say <laughs> that gets two topics this the re- episode. <laughs> the reason, the reason that. Um, um, the children are always playing with them stringy strings. Uh, in addition to Keon's very vivid explanation, uh, is that mm-hmm. so vivid. you know sometimes you're you're at recess and you you want to play football with the other kids, but y- you know you don't have the best hand eye coordination. Mm-hmm. You know you're not as good mm-hmm. at the sports. So what you do is you you take a guitar string mm-hmm. and you start winding it around your hand, mm-hmm. and then you start practicing winding and unwinding. All of a sudden, your hand eye coordination's getting there, and then you're like, mm, man, I think I could be really good at this. And you're like, I think I'm ready for it and then it's actually
0: the childhood version of brass knuckles
1: (laughs) (laughs) way to way to ruin my
0: Oh, shit, was that the joke? I was going to
1: say, and then you punched the people who
2: told you you were bad at football, but now... Fuck
0: me, Ronnie. Oh, shit. Now it's
1: done. Now it's
0: well, have you ever considered that you deserve it? I thought it? you were
2: going to say you wrap it around a top and then let it spin and say let it rip, and then you do Beyblade. Holy shit. I mean, that's better. Do that. Kids are
1: doing that these days, aren't they? <laughs> what the kids are into. These kids... <laughs> so that's what the kids call it these days, wrapping it around a Beyblade and spinning it, Huh. Huh. <laughs> uh...
2: Laser, go for it. Uh, I think he's moaning right now because that's what oh, it no. sounds like.
0: <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, the cats in the cradle and, and the, the, the silver seal a spoon. spoon. little, little boy blue in the man on the moon. That's right, everyone. We're talking about Cat's Cradle. But before we talk about Cat's Cradle, I want to talk about string figures. Oh, okay. Because cat- Cat's figures. Cradle. The Cat's Cradle is a string figure. Oh. Oh, that makes Uh, sense. It is a game creating string figures. String figures is a design formed by manipulating string on, around, and using one's fingers, or sometimes between the fingers of multiple people. Oh. So they can also use the mouth, the wrist, and the feet. What the fuck? The mouth? Mm Mm-hmm. What the fuck? These may consist of similar ima- singular images, or be created and altered as a game, known as a string game, or as part of a story involving various figures made in sequence. Yeah, and
1: obviously all professionals use their mouths, Keon. What What, a, what an amateur you are,
2: dumb. Mm-hmm. I am horrified so string- by that image.
0: <laughs> string figures have been also been used for divination, such as to predict the sex of an unborn child. Oh. What the fuck? Really? hmm
2: That's kind of dope. Well,
0: that's because string games and string figures have been around for- probably before recorded history. As long as we've had string, primitive societies have been using it probably for these games and That's for
2: good. this art. Do they just put like a bunch of string on like a, a pregnant lady's belly and like, wait for it to say like, what a boy or something.
0: I'm afraid I do not have, uh, <laughs> do not have the answer there. I,
1: uh, I can take this one later. Um, what they oh, do, okay, go right in. uh, you know, as we were saying, sometimes they play with their mouths. Uh, what they do is they uh. take the string figure, uh, and they put it in the woman's mouth um and they they cause uh an out-of-body experience by doing so and the next word they say is either um girl boy uh sometimes it it doesn't work quite right they say guitar um or another word (laughs) they uh, say what the fuck
2: who even why would
0: you do this hey matt i know you're editing this but please delete that (laughs) (laughs) i'm
1: just i'm just telling the truth man i'm just over here. Dude, I'm, right. I'm smelling okay, what you're so stepping in. Okay, string
0: figures are probably ah. I'm I'm just going to keep going. String figures are probably one of humanity's oldest games and is spread amongst an astonishing variety of cultures, even ones like, you know, from Europeans to Indonesia to Africa, just to all these places. Um Alfred Wallace, who's traveling to Borneo in the 1800s, thought uh he saw these uh people the di- the dialects of Indonesia, they're playing games with string and uh, like he was showing string to them and everything. Be like, look at these games, and they're like, oh yeah, we already do that. You know, we've been doing that for forever. Oh wow,
1: okay. What the fuck?
0: Anthropologist Louis Leakey, uh, when he was going uh to sub-Saharan African tribes, he actually like gained the cooperation of people in these tribes through um as as he said uh you can travel anywhere with a smile and a piece of string (laughs) oh that's that's pretty cool so examples of how like uh sort of like um have you ever i'm trying to remember like what machine it is it was like the camera or something was created at the same time in like two separate places there are a couple different
1: things there was the uh printing press uh exactly the compass there's tons of shit so Uh, string cheese Created in the same place, same time. (laughs) So in a a
0: similar fashion, the Greek physician Heraclas produced the earliest known written description of a string figure in his first century monograph on surgical knots and slings. Oh, shit. Now, this figure was designed as a sling to set and bind a broken jaw. So it was the chin was placed in the center of the figure and four loops. Were tied near the top of the head. This is called the Plinthius Brocus. However, this figure was identified by multiple sources, such as uh, to Aboriginal Australians. They knew it as the sun clouded over, was the name of the figure. Huh. Damn. All right. Yeah so it basically you doing your research man I'm proud so of you. what i'm saying is like this string figure that this physician came up with at the same time was something already made by aboriginal australians wow it, because it's such a multicultural thing from you know ancient civilizations just as soon as long as there's been string there has been these things and uh, i actually have a list of some string figure names that i wanted to read I out i mean go for it by all means um just just a few of them. For example, would you like a sweet yam from what northern fuck? Australia? What the fuck? There's woman who walks a lot from North (laughs) New Guinea. There's sealskin carrying bag from the Saint Michael Island Inuit. All right. There is uh, one Hogan by Navajo.
2: One Hogan, just the one. One Hogan, just one Hogan. You got Hulk Hogan. You got one Hogan. Mm
0: -hmm. One Hogan. Uh, Let's see. There is yet
1: another thing Hulk Hogan stole from you know the Navajo. Mm -hmm.
0: Just what's up with that man carrying bundles of wood? Also by the Navajo. There is chicken bum by (laughs) from. Uh Peru, Sierra Leone, and um the Guianas. So that's the thing is like they've all like conveyed these images and it's it's really cool. There's four boys uh hand in hand from Australia. Aww. Uh there's there's a ton of different ones, and it's like really cool to just think that because as long as humanity we are inherently like creative and given a string, we have been playing games and like making figures with these strings for So long, crazy. Yeah. So now to talk about Cats Cradle, which maybe you played with friends on like the playground. No, it's you take one.
1: One I didn't. Two, I don't Uh know what the game is, and three, all I know is the song. So this better Uh be interesting and quick, Laser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Oh. Oh. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm sorry because you guys were totally fucking. Going so slow, so we fast. We did. All I mean, you've I been talking for 45 I literally cut people off like a minutes. dick. I cut you off from the frere you've thing. You've been
1: talking for 45 minutes, Laser. I mean,. Literally, for this Literal
0: entire report. podcast,
2: has just been you. Laser, I'm sorry, but this is... Because li- the
0: cat's in the cradle, and a fuck you guys. <laughs> right, cool. Fuck you guys, so, and a fuck you guys. guys.
1: This next segment's yeah. called Why Not, where we... Oh my why god. Why not, Laser?
0: Oh my god, I'm literally please, gonna... Please, Laser, I'm gonna, go on about I'm Cat's Magoo. I'm gonna stab you to death. I don't even have a creative insult. Fuck you, man.
1: I'm excited.
0: So, <laughs> independent versions of the game Cat's Cradle have been found in indigenous cultures throughout the world, including Africa, Eastern Asia, the Pacific. Pacific Islands, Australia, the Americas and the Arctic. Because what happens is you basically tie um, string between your hands in a specific formation known as the cat's cradle. And um, you actually you have to have a knowledge of a bunch of fingers and either you or another person uh, removes the string figures from the hand of another person and creates a different formation. For example there's diamonds, mm. candles, manger, which is an inverted cat's cradle and so on. And it stops when a player creates a mis- mistake or creates a figure that cannot be altered such as the two crowns figure oh, okay oh shit what now the name "Cat's cradle this was first recorded in 1768 by abraham tucker in his uh the, he it was called the light of nature Pursued," um but there are um there is images from uh 1765 of two women in japan playing cat's cradle oh, it's uh it's just it's and that was 3 years before that it's this multi um, it's there's a game called Fang fan Sheng in China there's crush in um French and France blah <laughs> in Russia there's a game called the game of string um, <laughs> and uh, Very that, original. so it this is something dating back as early as the mid 1700s but it just continues on and it's just really incredible to see how humanity has you know how our creativity and just like a simple tool all at the same time throughout all these cultures we were doing similar games that's fucking yeah, crazy
1: it just shows that we're all people man yeah you know deep. that's down. right so
0: here's our segment called why not where one of us chooses a <laughs> why not question for us to debate who would like to do our why not today. i got it
1: this is gonna be an easy one I'm you guys ready yeah th- i'm still
0: saying i'm still saying i'm saving up for our why not matt i mean <laughs> i'm sad but okay <laughs> continue be our i last would never episode.
1: actually why not laser i was just kidding
0: you I, could. I I'd choose negative. All right. Aww. So <laughs> let's I'm gonna I
1: can, say it's a quick one this week. I'm gonna go with why not string cheese. I love
0: string why cheese. Why not ah oh, fuck? I all like right. that. I like that. Um all right, uh Keon, which I'm assuming Matt's choosing positive. Yes. Keon, what would you like to do? Straight negative. Fuck. Just s- straight negative. Straight all right, great. I'll do neutral. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh okay. Uh Matt, why don't you begin?
1: And well, for one, we've talked about a lot of cool things about string cheese today, such as the bands named after them. Uh, but two, uh, string cheese is kind of a great snack if you're looking for something that you know you can snack on that you can make last a while. You know, you get a string cheese, you can pull it to death. It makes you feel like you're eating more food. Super great. Um, there's healthy versions and less healthy versions. Most of them all still taste good, which is great. Um, and they're easy to take on the go. They last forever in the fridge, but they're not like crazy bad for you. I mean, I could go on, but I'm just so positive.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a great way to say it. if I keep going on, I'll say something negative. Um, How so for uh, the neutral here, um, everything Matt said, but as Matt also said, you know, a lot of them are good and some of them are healthy. When string cheese is good, it is so good. Mm-hmm. But when string cheese is bad, it can be real bad. <laughs> I've had some gross super rubbery string cheese that has just been like this is like this is like chewing on like rubber that falls apart in your mouth and just is very awful <laughs> that's uh so like. It, i mean uh, i'm trying to keep it short myself but just like i thought i didn't like sc- string cheese going up um i actually thought i hated cheese in general growing up because i had only had craft singles shit craft singles and things like that oh dude so, that stuff's so, so good i legit did not like cheese until probably high school because I, and i didn't have oh my fucking God. cheddar until then what yeah the fuck, dude. so and string cheese didn't help because i tried string cheese when i was in school and that was fucking awful because i had some awful string cheese so string cheese helped convince me that i hated cheese and now that i realize i like cheese uh i like i fucking love string cheese some good string cheese there are really good cheeses out there man jesus christ but like
1: school drink tr- string cheese mm-hmm. for the record school string cheese yeah. not not super pro that i had that mm-hmm. growing up not great but the good string cheese mm,
2: yes
0: mm-hmm. so keon so cheese is I'm a
2: controversial opinion right here. Well, first of all, if you're lactose intolerant, I'm very sorry. I'm just this is the biggest negative. It's like man, if you if you can't get that lactose, you can't get that cheese. I'm sorry, cheese is delicious, and I I wish the best for you and your life and your endeavors. <laughs> um, so that's a big negative, but. In my opinion, controversial opinion, cheese is a motherfucking condiment. Cheese needs to go with other things for you to get like that good, good feel. It's got to be that combination of other things. Yes, I'm I'm doing this right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you have... I'm fine with string cheese. I'm okay with it. It's pretty decent. As a snack, it's fine. But like the the fact that like mozzarella within itself is like the core of string cheese is like i off the top of my head i can't imagine just biting into some fucking mozzarella i i've done it i mean that's what string cheese is but i'd much rather have it on like a pizza or something else like using cheese by itself is fine but like damn i would much rather that be in like an amalgam of a bunch of other good things to create some delicious complexity in my little taste buds versus like oh cool i got this little piece of as well as like i go to costco and fuck i can't finish all the goddamn string cheese i buy in one pack like fuck it it's like 40 and i only need like five and then i forget <laughs> that i have them and then they all go fucking it's gross so that's
1: not my problem so i, I they're, can't they're, relate
2: yeah this is all just subjective but i mean like uh yeah lactose intolerance that's what why not? supposed to be exactly but yeah 100%. lactose intolerance i'd much rather have it with other shit and jesus christ i can't eat all of the fucking string cheese i end up buying like i'm pretty sure there's still some there's still some in my fridge that i bought in like what september so yeah i'm not <laughs> the best string cheese like upkeeper.
1: september yeah dude all right well that I ends i, I would have thrown
2: them away i would have thrown them away <laughs> but in october i reopened it and i'm like oh these say that they're good till like apparently December, and then I just never, like, ate them. So I was like, oh, they must be good forever. Do you ever do that where you, like, pick up a thing and you're like, oh, this is going to be good until insert date here, and you're like, that means it'll be good forever. This will sit here forever now. You forget about it? I
1: do fuck up on food like that. I'll admit. I'll admit that's happened before. It's usually, like, canned (laughs) goods or, like, things in your fridge you don't really eat, like olives or pickles or some shit, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Or sauces. You're like, oh, that'll be fine. And then ranch just goes bad or something. Gotta get that raw sauce. Yeah. sauce,
2: No ketchup mm-hmm.
0: Well that's why not <laughs> <laughs> <Ta-da-pa-pa>. <laughs> Oh shit Holy shit Bye I'm gonna go, get to, I'm gonna
2: go eat that string cheese
1: Hello everybody Thank you for listening to this episode Which is fantastic and a little bit Stringy pardon the pun Uh, and this is Matt, obviously, unless you can't tell by my voice, in which case it's not Matt. It could be anybody. It could honestly, anyone could be behind this mic. Anyone could speak. Anyone could talk into a microphone. It's not special. We're not special. But if you think we're special, maybe you could throw us a follow on social media. That's right. At Wyatt podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a Neopets. It's true. We also have a Pinterest that we don't update that much, so I would definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we also have a Twitter, which is pretty fun. Uh, we're going to start doing some more Twitter stuff at some point, which will be fun. I think Keon and Laser are perfectly suited for those kind of jokes, so that should be more enjoyable. Of course, at uh, Y Podcast on social media, but why a podcast at gmail. That's right. Move that at to the other side. If you want to send us an email, if you have a personal why question, a topic idea, you just want to know what's going on in our lives, whatever you think, we'd be happy to hear from you. And we do actually pick almost all the topics we get sent as episode topics. So you have a good chance of being shouted out and hearing about whatever you want to hear about from us. So please, please please shoot us an email or of course, reach out to us on social media. We answer those too and uh, and we'll get back to you and hopefully enjoy doing your topic. Uh, as always, a quick shout out to Evan Draper at Silo Digital. If you're looking to listen to his music or any of his amazing art, he's fantastic and we love him. Friend of the show, of course. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. We appreciate you. and uh, as one of my favorite characters from the show, uh, Big Mouth would say Sarmo. Whoa!
0: All uh, right. I know we keep stringing you along and along and along, but <laughs> it's the breaks it's over, and now it's time for our personal why questions. So, hello, oh. welcome to our personal why question, where you go around the quote-unquote quote, table and ask each other a personal why question. Who would like to begin? I'll begin. Hey, Keon. Hey. I you heard shit, that you was have been watching a certain show, and uh, I think you, but feel the feelings about this show that the show hereby talks about. Uh, I think you love Death and Robots, just like this show. No death and robots ah uh,
1: well done no it
0: was not Continue, Keon. <laughs> that's pretty... I
1: thought it was good.
2: Pretty decent. So why do I like love uh, Death and Robots? So um, by the way, really Thank quick... You for clarifying my question. Yeah, and I mentioned this on, on Facebook. I wrote a status. So I'm like, there's very little love in Love, Death and Robots. There's some, but it's so I've heard... surprising how much... Yeah, the, so Love, Death and Robots, for people that don't know, is a Netflix quote-unquote original series that's an anthology series, kind of like uh, Twilight Zone, kind of like Black Mirror, where there's some... Uh, it's a... Just a self-contained story each episode, and that these ones are more based on, like, a little bit of a... They they're, they they turn your stomach a little bit. They're a little bit weird and uh, out there. They're meant to be really experimental, but most of them, if not all of them, are completely CGI or animated, which is pretty cool. Like, they have a really, really great... Cool. Produ- yeah, dude. Like, the production on it is fantastic. A lot of the episodes, like, they're so well put together, and... Since they're an anthology, if you really liked one episode, you can go back and watch it. If you didn't really, you can move on to the next one. Like, there's not really... You can just keep going. Uh, Right now, there's 18 episodes that are up, so I don't know if they're going to have another season, but it's a pretty good amount of uh, episodes, and each one's about... 10 to 15 minutes so you know bite-sized chunks so
1: you consume it really fast i
2: I actually was uh i think i got like nine episodes in and went and did a bunch of stuff and then came back i'm like oh i could watch another episode and then just finished it off within another i think hour or so like a couple hours so Mm. it was it's super (laughs) great like and each episode is it's it's I love the thing that I love about it is that it is the epitome of a short film like, you know, gallery where you can go in and be like, oh, I forgot how much I like really self-contained stories that just within themselves are interesting. And they they tell you enough about a situation or circumstance to get you interested and then not overstay their welcome, which a lot of shows do or movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's. It's fantastic. I can't talk enough about it. And, uh, but at the same time, some of them aren't really that cool, kind of. Like, I, okay, so with a grain of salt, I love the show. Mm. But some of them are, they've been done before. They're kind of an idea that's from something else that's just like crafted in a way to be like, look, love, death, and robot. And, uh, eh, like, it's not bad. Like, the show is not bad by any, uh, stretch of the imagination, but certain episodes are a little, uh, kind of samey where they don't push the envelope and I'm only saying that because the first two episodes are really fun like Mm -hmm. the first one's fantastic second one is really great in a different way and then they start going into a I like I won't spoil one but one's supposed to be about like multiverse Mm -hmm. theory and it's like oh this is an app about like the the joke about it is like this is an app that will uh, tell you the different ways that history would turn out if this one thing didn't happen and it's like it's a funny idea, but I'm like, this could have been a YouTube episode. Like, this could have been a viral video on YouTube. Like, I don't mm-hmm. eh. didn't it's, have
1: to be a full yeah. fledged idea. Mm-hmm. I get you.
2: It doesn't have have that substance, but I like. And in that vein, I feel like it would be a great. This would be a really cool testing ground for Netflix to be like, okay, if some people have some really well produced short form media, then yeah, we'll put it up. Why not? And it's. It feels like that. It feels like people took a lot of time to make stuff that wouldn't really work on YouTube anymore because YouTube doesn't like, they don't really help out those creators that are spending a lot of time on short form media Mm. and, and help them out. So that's Love, Death, and Robots. I like it a lot. It's pretty good. Go watch it or don't. I don't care. So Matt. Yes. <laughs> wow my question to you is why do you like the show that you like watching right now which is i assume big mouth because that's what we talked about uh, this is a bit, that was almost
1: as eloquent as laser asking of your question um <laughs> i uh i i've been watching a lot of stuff uh I was watching the Americans for a while. I think I mentioned that at one point I, we stopped on that because the library didn't have the last season. We're like, what do we want to watch?
2: Oh man. Um,
1: and I've been waiting to watch the second season of big mouth for a while. And I I asked Sam like, Hey, like, do you mind if I watch this? Would you want to watch it? And she was like, oh yeah, we could, why don't we start from the beginning? We'll watch it together because I hadn't seen the first season forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we started watching it and she loves the show and I of course already love the show. So I was very excited but it was really fun experiencing it with her and like laughing at the jokes and the second season, I'd I'd say is at least as strong as the first one. There are a couple, there are a couple of weird episodes in there but like, Otherwise, even the weird ones are still good. They're just kind of different, so they're not going to be as consistently funny or not like this or that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say two things from my watching of Big Mouth. One, there are two or three characters that just literally make me die like there's two or three (laughs) characters that i just die laughing every time like if you've seen the show these aren't really spoilers because they're just jokes Mm -hmm. um but if you've seen the show there's like this ladybug character that appears randomly for no reason that they just zoom in on and they're like and then his bit is like that's right i'm here and i've been here the whole time (laughs) every time he shows up which is so funny uh and then there's this really old hormone monster that like makes the most hilarious uh, jokes just by talking in a really weird voice, and he has subtitles. And then there's a point where they really capitalize on that. I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's he's like he makes me laugh literally every time he talks. He's just between those two and coat and and coach Steve. Like I, the rest of the show could not exist, and I would just watch clips of them and I would laugh. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's mostly what I've, I've been up to and and why I'm enjoying Big Mouth because it's funny. So if you haven't seen it, I would check it out. Uh, Laser hates the animation style, I but do. other than that, it's great. <laughs> Uh, I completely understand. (laughs) Which leads me to my question for Laser, which is um, two parts. Yeah, sure. Uh, Laser, why are you actually consuming media? (laughs) And two, why is that media the great uh, British breaking show?
0: Well, actually, um, well, uh, Jay has had me consuming a little bit of media, you know. It's like, hey, let's spend a little bit of time together and, you know, watch this. We spent plenty of time together, but, like, hey, let's spend a little bit of the much amount of time we spend together, like, watching something. And I'm like, okay, sure, sometimes. But... <laughs> you have to be coerced. It's sure, true. Sometimes. I do absolutely have to be coerced, but I love spending time with Jay, which I spend plenty of time, and I love spending time doing what Jay likes to do. Yay. But lately, um, what I've started doing is I've been going to the gym. gaps oh, of surprise. Um I've, Whoa, been, <laughs> what? I've been going to the gym, man. and what I do is I have an iPad mini with a shattered screen, <laughs> um, and I have Netflix on it, and I've been using Jay's Netflix account to uh, watch a show while I walk real fast on the trip mill nice. so um, I just started this last week and I uh, I found that mm-hmm. to start because I am a little out of shape uh, an episode of the great British baking show is very good um, I've already watched pretty much a season of the uh, Great British Baking Show with Jay. Nice. Um, And I fucking love it. It's just so good. It's so wholesome. Like, every episode makes me want to cry towards the end. Like I just, uh, but like, in both a good way and, like, oh, no, that person got kicked off. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's an emotional ride, Keon, trust me.
0: It is just such a wholesome show. And I love cooking and baking, so, like, it's very interesting to me in that regard. It's just got good vibes all around. I find that, I I like it because it's in three segments and it's like, okay, cool. Cool. I made it through the uh, I made it through the technical challenge, which means I only have the showstopper segment left, and then I could get off this fucking treadmill. So I find <laughs> it really it really helps um, divide things and like gets, gives me an idea of where I'm at in terms of running or walking. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it's very it's it's a very good show to watch. I absolutely recommend it if you just need to, like feel good and like if if you want to just sit around and watch something but like still feel good. And uh, it's also good for exercising, believe it or not. Mm, so it makes you hungry
1: <laughs> and it makes you want to keep running. <laughs> and actually, you
0: know what, I don't get too hungry watching that show. I get I get more inspired, I'm like, fuck, I wanna make something like that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. Good for you, yeah. man. So, um, you know what? We kept it quick, and sometimes that's how we like it. You know, it's short and sweet, but you know, packed with content. Thank you so much for listening short to short and y- sweet, and packed with me. Short, sweet, packed with me. Okay. That is so, uh, not. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, uh, let's... thanks for listening to my podcast. I'm Laser, the tool. No, I already did that. I am uh I'm Laser, the great British the tool. baker. Ella, <laughs> the
1: tool. I'm uh, Matthew, the I don't bake. Britishly, but sometimes American Slaza.
2: And I'm Kion. I was gonna do string theory, but who fucking cares about
0: string theory, Boozar? So. yeah so now you know why. Except for about string theory. Oh my god! I need to shit. Don't include that. He's included. God damn it!
1: Seinfeld.